I have to be able to carve out some time and I have to intentionally almost make an appointment with myself and put it in my calendar and say, and make it a non-negotiable. This hour, this two hours is for me. Everybody else must know this is my appointment time and it's for me. And that's the only way that we are able to get that social, emotional well-being poured back into ourselves so that we can be a good mom, so that we can be a good wife, so that we can be there for our clients or in whatever way that your business is, you know, so that you can be there for your family and friends. Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs who want to successfully homeschool their kids while running a profitable business. In this podcast, we'll reveal the truth of what it really looks like behind the scenes of an entrepreneur who homeschools and how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who currently homeschools or you want to start, you are in the right place, my friend. With 16 years experience combining entrepreneurship with homeschooling, I'm your host, Jen Myers, and this is the Homeschool CEO Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Homeschool CEO Podcast. As moms and homeschool CEOs, we wear a lot of hats. In fact, it can be easy to forget to set aside time for ourselves, even to the point that we forget who we were prior to having kids. Can I get an amen? I've been there and so has today's guest, Katrina Ball. Katrina is a homeschool mom of two. She's a founder of the Mother Yourself program a mindset mentor and life strategist for mom entrepreneurs and business professionals. Katrina's on the podcast today to share with us her story of how she lost herself in motherhood and how she found herself again. I'm excited for you to meet her. So let's get started. All right, Katrina, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome to the episode. Thank you, Jen. I'm really excited to be here as well. Awesome, awesome. So tell our audience a little bit more about you. So yeah, like you said, my name is Katrina Ball. I am a homeschooling mom. I run Mother Yourself, which is a coaching one-on-one with ambitious women who feel like they're ready for a change within either something in their work, something in their family, or even within their purpose. And so generally, you know, this woman is already driven and successful, but she feels like, you know, she has to be able to balance it all. And she feels deeply, whatever she's doing, she has to almost do it perfectly. Right. You know, we've all kind of had that. Exactly. We've had that feeling of, you know, I must do this and it has to be done well, especially when other people are watching us constantly. You know, our lives are on show. And so really feeling that mindset shift. And that's what I do. I call myself a mindset mentor. So when we are able to shift our mind through the various areas of our life, we're actually able to create so much more than we think is possible. And so that is what I love. I love shifting people's perspectives and that brings me great joy. I feel that my zone of genius is kind of around curiosity. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. That is so powerful. And I feel like so many homeschool CEOs can relate to that because so many of us are driven. We're homeschooling, we're running businesses but we feel like we have to do it all ourselves. In fact, in the Homeschool CEO Society yesterday, we just had a training on outsourcing. And even that, like the perspective shift of, oh, 
we can hire help. Like we don't have to do every single thing ourselves. And to see the light bulbs go off, people were just like, oh, I never thought that I could hire out all of these things. And that just, I, so mindset is so important because for these mamas, it wasn't that they didn't have the funds to pay for it. It was that mindset said to be a good mom, Mm. to be a good homeschool parent, to be a good wife, to be a business owner, because you made this lifestyle choice. That means you have to do all the things and you have to do them all perfectly, or you're not cut out for it. And I agree with you. Precisely. It all comes. Yeah, precisely. I mean, a lot of that I find, it, it really stems from what we've seen our moms do, our grandparents do, the women around us. But the biggest thing that, you know, in talking to women that I find is no one actually talks about the reality of motherhood and being a wife and, you know, all of these things. It's like almost this hush hush secret and you get in it and you're like, this wasn't the way it was meant to be. Yes. Oh my goodness. Everybody needs to hear that because they get into it, especially the moms who have their businesses and then they decide to homeschool. They will say, I've heard them. This wasn't what I thought I was signing up for. Like I thought homeschooling, my kids were going to love learning. They were going to hop out of bed every day. Yeah. You're laughing because we're like, yeah, that's not, that is not how it works. And they thought, you know, the kids are going to be perfect. Like they're just going to play and they're going to learn. They're going to do their schoolwork while I run my business because they are going to be supportive. Like uh, they uh. understand. <laughs> That's not really what happened. The reality. And, and you know what? The reality of what it, of what it was before COVID and then COVID, you know, and, and all you can really do is laugh because, you know, when you're in it, you feel like you're insane and you're going crazy. And then, you know, when you're able to talk about it to another person that can understand, you can laugh about it and be like, okay, I know I'm not going crazy. At least somebody else is going through a similar thing. And you know what? It's okay. I can take a breath in this moment. You know, I can, I can choose to, you know what, kids, you have your meltdown. I can have a little meltdown and then we all be good because we really just need to release that energy in that moment. Yes. All right. So Katrina, tell me, where did all of this wisdom come from? Did you just, did you enter motherhood and entrepreneurship and have it all figured out? Yeah, I I woke up and it was there. No, no, (laughs) I mean, for me, you know, I always wanted to homeschool even before I had kids. That was, that was like my bucket list of things to do. And, you know, I, I came from, I was working with government here. I live in Bermuda. So I was working in government, you know, I had my kids and then you know, Bermuda is quite expensive to live in. And I was like, okay, well, what can I do in order to facilitate that? So I know that I'm going to need to have some sort of income to be able to facilitate me bringing my two boys, my bringing my boys home. And for me, through a period of, because you know, you go through that, well, what am I going to do? What can I do? What is possible for me? And through that, you know, I became a doula. I was doing childbirth education classes. And then there came a period where I was like, you know what, like people are telling me these, these great activities and things that happen in Bermuda, but there is nowhere like you can actually go to find it. And so doing a bit of research, I came across many places have parent magazines. And so I decided that was a great thing to do. I was going to do, and I called it Bermuda Parent Magazine. And I, I ran it for eight years. And so in between that time, I actually started it while I was pregnant with my second. So as I birthed my, I say, as I birthed my second son, 
I, the magazine came out, it was on the stands, you know, came out the same time and I broke out in major hives. So thinking I had a three-year-old, I had a baby, you know, still trying to figure out this whole wife thing, running home thing, you know, working mom. And now I have a business my body kind of went into overdrive until that kind of settled down. I was like, okay, you know, I'm doing it. And that's that whole, you know, I can do all of this and I'm going to do all of that being that driven kind of woman. Right. And going through that and, you know, many people would ask like, how are you able to do it all? And I'm like, you know, I, I give the, the quirky little phrase, like, you know, it just gets done. Right. But really in my head, I'm like, I don't, I don't have a clue. I just wake up, I do it and it gets done. You know, and obviously there there are many kind of blind eyes that you have to turn to certain things in order to keep other things up in the air, you know. And so a balance kind of trades off somewhere along the line. Kids are up one moment, business up in one moment, works up in one moment, hobbies up in one moment. And so through that, like, and I love, I love having kids, love the thought of all of this. And then once I did start actually homeschooling, once I made that step of faith into I'm running this business, it's doing well, you know, I'm making enough to be able to support us, me being home and the kids, throwing all of myself in. I felt like over time, what I realized was I lost myself. And that was a big, huge piece. And I started to feel, you know, looking back, I can say I started to feel resentment towards my husband. Like you have this apparent freedom that you can go and do what you want, you know, and and I'm here with the kids all day, just kind of focused on them and the business and stuff. And the straw, it's always something small that breaks that camel's back. And for me, it was a moment where I was at my, my boys' foot, foot sole practice, which is indoor football or soccer. And I was like, you know, get ready. The coach is going to call you guys on so you can train, get your water bottles, tie your shoelaces, you know, all that good mom stuff. And my son looks at me and is like, why? Like, I could do that when they call. And then my husband's also there. And he's like, yeah, like, relax. And at that moment, all thoughts and everything kind of came in that emotional swarm of warmth came over me. And I was like, I need to get up in this moment, go sit in my car and as soon as I closed the door of my car, just all the emotions flooded out. And I was like, I am so ready to quit motherhood. Like, I'm about to get a divorce. I'm going back to work. Like, forget all of this. These people are so ungrateful. I'm sacrificing my life here. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think I stayed in that for a couple of days. <laughs> my husband was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then probably a week after that, my eldest, he was like, you know, like, mom, like, why do you look that way? And he couldn't, he couldn't put like words together. Cause I'm like, what, is there something on my face? Like, like, what is the problem? And I go look in the mirror and I'm, I also see a picture of myself pre-baby or pre-babies. And I realized I had totally given up myself. Now, some context to that. My boys at the time have really long hair. Like I have really thick hair. And so for one child, it took about two hours just to get their hair done. And, you know, I have two of them and they have long hair and they love their hair. So what did that mean for me? It meant my hair wasn't getting done. You know, I was so focused on them, you know, even me put, being put together, like I was just dressing like, you know, a old granny with no style. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, I can think back and my husband is like looking at me with the side eye, like, are you really going out in that? And I'm like, like, who cares? Like, who has time for thinking about me, like I'm just getting out the door. 
<laughs> you know? And you know, once I kind of realized all of that, I was like, okay, well, where do I go from here? Like, I don't even know what to do. And for me, it was, you know what, I'm going to make some sort of facial, concoct something, and I'm going to start with that for five minutes in the evening time. And I had the one really good boundaries that I had set was nighttime. I told my boys, like, you guys have to be in bed by eight. I don't even care if you're not asleep, but you have to be in bed by eight. I give you the best part of my day. And, you know, if you're calling me after I've put you to bed and we've had some time together, then you're being selfish because this is now mommy's time. And unless you want a cranky mommy in the morning, don't bother me. So I had those bond that at least that boundary really set well. And I found once I started to do those simple things, those facials, you know, reading at night, which is something I loved reading. And what my kids are now 12 and nine. And I feel like I'm only just picking back up. Like, well, I do audible books. I still feel like I don't have time for a physical book. But, you know, those are the little things I felt like I almost gave up that would have poured into me had I tried to carve out time to continue. And so from all of that, I decided I need something new. The Bermuda Parent magazine was, okay, that was kind of the old thing. I need something to dig into that's new. And I actually went through Marie Forleo's B-School, which is like an online business school. And I still had no idea what I wanted to do. And one lady was asking for, you know, like she wanted to test out her life coaching and I was her ideal client that she had put out. So I was like, why not? At that time I was like, yeah, who needs coaches anyway? Like what's wrong with you if you need a coach? (laughs) And going through it, I would say literally it, it was, it was three months long, but in the first two to three weeks, I felt like my life changed. I I felt passionate, motivated. And I was like, this is what I want to do for other women that are like me, that are in this space. Entrepreneurs, business professionals, you know, corporate moms that feel like they have lost their self, like their social, emotional wellness is no longer there. Like they're they're putting all of what they, they should be putting into themselves, prioritizing themselves to keep themselves, what I like to term self-full into their kids, into maybe their husband, into their business, and they're forgetting about themselves. And so that has generated wisdom, as you call it. <laughs> uh, but my my personal experience and being able to really resonate with other women who are going through those same things. And so many of us go through that. I remember when we had four under eight, and same thing, I remember my husband giving me the mm-hmm. sideway glance, and he's like, you know, I really like it when you don't wear my sweatshirts because I got to this point where I was just so tired and I was like, I'm, I'm running this business with you and I'm homeschooling four kids under eight and I'm exhausted. And, you know, and then we homesteaded, which everybody thinks this ideal life is I'm going to own a milk cow and a goat and chickens. And I'm like, yeah, I did that. It's a whole lot of work. Like I like going to the grocery store or to the local farmer. They can do it. I will buy it happily. I definitely want to do it. No, Katrina, you do not. Um, Unless you want to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, because guess what? The cow needs milk twice a day. I'm like, no. But I was trying to do all the things, but in the process, I was give, 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 do, 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 do. And Mm. I completely lost myself. So I remember having that same awakening. And a lot of it was, is I was standing behind my husband in our business and even going through marriage counseling, we had talked a lot about it. And there, he's like, you know, my counselor was like, Jen, you're the entrepreneur. He's, he's the employee. Like until that 
until you reverse that role and step into who you're created to be, you won't be totally fulfilled. Yes. And that was, that was a huge epiphany. Right. So I can imagine the same thing like you, you know, I just lost myself because we get so busy. And so mm-hmm. I know you're big on like self-prioritizing. So what does that mean as a mom? Because mm-hmm. I will tell you so many homeschool CEOs that I talk to, their idea of self-prioritizing is the fact that they run a business and that takes away from their family. And that's, but if it's life affirming to them. So they feel like that is how they're prioritizing Mm -hmm. themselves. Would you agree with that? Or do you have a different definition? I think that's a part of it. And I was just literally, before we got on this, I was talking to another lady and she was saying similar things. She's in corporate though. And she was telling me about all these boards that she's on and, you know, and where it comes from and, and, you know, from, she feels like her parents brought her up to be ethically community orientated. And so she feels like she needs to give and it, you know, it really fills her soul. And so, yes, I totally agree that we should be doing 100% the things that fill our soul. And for me, like, I feel this business fills my soul and it, and that's a part of it. But then there's another part that's social, emotional, that really needs to be filled because we could get so busy with it that in time, we start to realize we're resenting our own business. That one, that thing that that used to fill us and give us so much pride and joy and, and almost give us that step away from the kids and home <laughs> has now become a thing that's become like that same thing that now we want to step away from it. We want to run and do something else because we feel you know, like it's just become another burden. And so unless we, we almost do those things and, and like I was using that word self-full, if I take the analogy, like I have a garden and, you know, we have one chicken and we have two cats. <laughs> um, so that's as far as we're going to go for the homesteading. I think my husband will pull me back away from that. But, you know, so if I think of when we go down to our garden and, you know, I think recently we had tried to we planted from seed and then we had some wild chickens come in and they kind of dug it all up. And then my husband was kind of on me, like, are we going to have some fresh food or what? So, you know, I'm like, where am I going to find the time to do that? Right? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I had to carve out the time to get back in the garden, to get back and plant, to say, you know, God creator, like, you know, we're going to put these in. Can you please keep the chickens out so we can get some food? Thanks. <laughs> you know? And so we carved out some time. And yes, that meant, okay, we're going to take these couple hours. We're going to put aside the homeschooling because at the end of the day, the way that I see homeschooling is we're always learning. No matter what environment we're in, if we're running an errand and going to the post office, your interaction or you seeing me interact with the post lady, that's the part of your learning. So, you know, carving all that time, okay, then maybe I want to upgrade something on my website, but I'm going to have to do that maybe tomorrow or later on today. So, but me getting out into the fresh air, the sunshine, you know, and getting my hands almost dirty and doing this, even if my kids are running around and not really helping, but that filled me. So that poured into, so if I'm thinking, if I fill up my water container to water my plants, And if the, as I'm watering, it's obviously drawing out and I get to a point where my can is now empty, but now I'm getting mad at my, my vegetables and my fruits because they're dying. Well, what do I need to do? I I have to be able to carve out some time and I have to intentionally almost make an appointment with myself and put it in my calendar and say, and make it a non-negotiable. 
this hour, this two hours is for me. Everybody else must know this is my appointment time and it's for me. And, and that's the only way that we are able to get that social, social emotional well-being poured back into ourselves so that we can be a good mom, so that we can be a good wife, so that we can be there for our clients or in whatever way that your business is, you know, so that you can be there for your family and friends. And it's so much harder with COVID because even with that, we have to make the time. And so it's really carving out and really realizing one analogy that I'll give kind of sidetracking, but a lady gave it to me and it was really powerful. And she, she gave me the idea of, you know, we think about this balance and we think of, of, you know, that the balance has to, the scale has to be in the same and equal. And that's totally not it. So if you think of, you know, our, our stovetop, and we have all the burners going and all the pots are going and everything is on boil. The sensible thing then is either to turn it off and maybe take a pot off for the moment or take several pots off for the moment and deal with one at a time. And sometimes that's what we're going to have to do, or we're going to have to bring somebody else along. And I like to say, I use my kids as part of my community that, you know what, I need you to stir this pot. You know, I need you to, to sweep the floor. I need you to fold some clothes for me. You know, really encouraging your community, them being a part of community. So I talk a lot about community as well. And so balance being that, and so recognizing those non-negotiables that we need to have, that you have to carve out unless you want your body to rebel against you and you have that nervous breakdown and everyone else is like, oh no, now what do we do without mom? There's another analogy I gave. It's a, I don't know if you're into the Bible, but there's a lady in the Bible named Dorcas. And, you know, wonderful lady. Everybody in the community loved her. She did everything for everyone. And when she died, people were really sad. And, you know, Paul came in and he raised her back to life. But I use that analogy because if we don't take time for ourselves, she didn't take time for herself and she was taken away too soon. Thankfully, yes, she was brought back because she did good in the community. But if we want to do good in our community, in our home and outside of our home, we have to take that time. We have to take that time. So good. So what do you do or do or say to moms who come to you and they're so burned out and they're so busy doing all the things and they've lost themselves and they're like, I don't even know what fills me anymore. Like, I just remember a conversation we had in our community a while back. And one of the gals that I just loved bits and pieces, she said, I don't even know what makes me happy anymore. I remember because feeling that. I-, I totally remember feeling that 100%. So, so where do they start? Where do they start? I, I get excited by that question. <laughs> where do they start? So I'm going to use my program as an example. So in my program, we look at our spiritual life, our thoughts, our emotions, our character. That makes up who you are. And it's really important to be grounded in who you are. And then we look at our social, so our friendships, our parenting life, our how our love life is doing, our health, our finances, our quality of life, our our career or business, and then our overall life vision. And so when we can take all of those things, it almost becomes a blueprint for what do we want? Where are we going? This is navigating of life. And then everything can kind of come back to that. Another thing that that I would definitely encourage moms, you know, that are not doing, say, my program, for instance, is to really look at what is it that you believe? 
is it serving you or is it limiting you? You know, that's a, a big one, really taking the time. And sometimes it's hard, you know, we tend to think really surface level, but really taking the time to dig deep and ask yourself some deep questions. So is it, is what you're believing true? Is it what you need it to be now? Because what you saw growing up may not work for you now in your current family dynamics. And no matter what anybody tells you, you know intrinsically what works for you in your family dynamics. I remember when I had my first baby and I was breastfeeding and literally I was just having a moment where I think I just needed someone to just say, it's okay. You, you, this is just a moment that you're going through. And, you know, we were co-sleeping and stuff like that. And so this breastfeeding consultant, she was also a childbirth educator that I had gone through. So I knew her quite well. And I went to her and I was like, oh, you know, all of this stuff's happening. And, you know, she was like, no, you need to get that baby out of your bed and da, 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 da. And I was like, and I was thankful that I was in my right mind and that I wasn't having like postpartum depression or anything because I felt like at that moment, like I would have had a nervous breakdown had she said that. But for, for my family, that was working for us. Like my husband used to go out and tell people that, you know, the baby's sleeping through the night. <laughs> and I was like, no, you're sleeping through the night. But it was the benefit of having, of co-sleeping was working for us because we all felt more rested. And so you really know what is, is working for you. And it might be just small tweaks that, that you need. So the next thing is, what's the vision? What's, what do you want? What do you want? Where do you want to head? Like, what's that vision that you want to create? What's the reason for it? I find that one's really important because then it grounds it. Because a lot of times, you know, we, we write lists. I'm good at that one. I write lists and then I start on it. And then I end up by the end of the week, I'm throwing it out and like, yeah. and then the next week I'm like, oh, what was that? One of those things was actually working. I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> So having a reason for it. Yes, exactly. Having a reason for the vision that we want and then for the belief that we want. And from there, then we can create a strategy. So what is it building on those things? What kind of strategy is going to get us there? And sometimes, yes, you do need someone to bounce ideas off of. Sometimes, yes, that's where you need kind of that mentor, that coach to be like, I just need help in this area or, you know what, that's great. Like I can do that through my entire life. And it just kind of puts me on a different trajectory because I've changed the perspective, even, even something as small as changing the way that we speak, because the way that we speak is geared to how we view things. And so if we speak really negative, then the way we view life is gonna be really negative. Then our children pick on that, pick up on that, and so they're going their life's gonna appear very negative. And then the actions that are gonna come out of that is gonna be, why does this always happen? You know, and those results are gonna be that same way. And so just the shift sometimes in reframing how we're saying something, you know, it might be the reality is that. It, it looks negative, but we can put a spin on it. And I always say to my kids, you know, life throws us a lemon. What are we going to make? Lemonade. And let's make some sweet lemonade at that. So, so good. And it's so important. I always tell moms who are like, you know what? I don't have time for this stuff. Like I don't, I'm doing fine. I'm, but they're losing themselves. We're setting the example for our kids. Yeah. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for your kids because your mental health and your happiness is that important. Exactly. All right, Katrina, this has been fantastic. Tell our audience where they can connect with you online. 
Yes, wonderful. You can connect with me. My Facebook page is Mother Yourself, or if you find me, you can connect right to my profile page, Katrina N. Ball. I do have a Facebook group as well called Mother Yourself. I think right now the link is Tea Time with Katrina, but it's going to change to Mother Yourself. I'm also on Instagram, mother.yourself.katrina, and I have a website called motheryourself.co.co. If you want to reach out to me via email, it's katrina at motheryourself.co. And I do have one more thing, if you permit me, Jen, is I have a workshop coming up next week, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time on navigating fears and our negative thoughts. So I'm going to give three practical tips on that one. So yeah, you're going to want to join that. Awesome. Absolutely. And we'll make sure to link all of that up in the show notes as well. Thank you. All right, Katrina, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been fantastic. Thank you, Jen. All right. I want to know, who are you outside of being a mom and business owner? What makes you unique? Every single Friday in the Homeschool CEO community, I actually interview one of our Rockstar Homeschool CEO Society members. And that is a question that I ask each and every one of them. After our interviews, they often tell me that is one of their favorite questions because it really forces them to dig deep and figure out who they are outside of motherhood and entrepreneurship. And their responses have been incredible. I have learned so much about these incredible ladies in the Homeschool CEO Society. From secret musicians to self-proclaimed math nerds, I mean, we have world travelers, even CrossFit competitors, and we celebrate each of our society members' uniqueness. So I'd love to know, what makes you unique? What makes you you? Who are you outside of being an entrepreneur and a mom? Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know, and let's have a conversation about it. Talk to you soon. Hey friend, I just wanna say thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And for more information on connecting with other homeschool CEOs just like you, be sure to check out our website at www.homeschoolceo.com. And as always, Team Homeschool CEO, you ladies inspire me. Thank you for always showing others what is possible. You guys are awesome. See you next week.